that scene where it's the painting and she comes through it. That was is insane. <laughs> That's nuts. so scary. Everybody and happy Halloween! Welcome to the Geek Squared Show, the show where we talk about the things that we talk about. My name is Johnny Depp. That's my Halloween costume. You're still Tilly, the scariest costume of them all. I can't believe you just did me like that. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you guys are enjoying Halloween, or if this is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, good morning and enjoy Halloween. It's gonna be a great day. <laughs> it ain't gonna be good anymore. God <laughs> Today, we are talking about transformative roles because what is Halloween if not dressing up like someone you are not? We're talking about actors who have taken on roles that totally alter their appearance, making them unrecognizable and often terrifying because that's what Halloween is all about. And transformation can mean many things. We left it pretty open-ended. Transformation can mean makeup, prosthetics, CGI, bulking up, slimming down disguising your voice, sometimes a combination of some or all of those. We've each chosen five movie roles, so 10 in total, that we would like to discuss. We're going to talk about how it was done, the impact they had on us and the audience. And as always, we have a few honorable mentions as well. This was way harder than I thought it was going to be to just narrow it down. I had the opposite problem. It was hard to think of these roles in the beginning, but once they started coming, I was just like overwhelmed. Yeah, <laughs> I literally, for, for like days, I was stuck on my first two. Yeah, me too. I was like, me too. what the heck else? Right. And then once I started really thinking about it, I was kind of all over the place, but I narrowed it down. Hopefully it's concise. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. We will see. Would you like to go first? I would like to go first. Okay. All of mine are monsters. <laughs> first monster I want to talk about was first brought to the screen by Tim Curry, King of Halloween. Of course, I'm talking about Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise, the dancing clown from, <laughs> from It 2017 adaptation. Now, this was a hybrid transformation using a lot of makeup and then sometimes prosthetics were added. Sometimes CGI was added or puppetry and animatronics for the multiple forms of Pennywise. It was a true collaboration of all kinds of practical and digital effects. Now, Bill Skarsgård has said that Pennywise is easily the most exhausting role that he's ever taken. Undoubtedly, <laughs> like that must be insane to play Pennywise. Just keeping the yes. look on his face. Exactly. As <laughs> As much as they relied on makeup and prosthetics and CGI, that was only 50% of the character. The other 50% of it was just Bill Skarsgård. His face just does that. That weird, creepy smile. That's just him. When he does that without all the makeup, mm -hmm. like it's almost scarier. Yeah, it's, and it still looks like Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the jarring, lazy eye. That's also just him. He just does that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought they did that in CGI. No, like, and, and a similar effect was achieved with uh, Johnny Depp's Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. But that was contact lenses. They just off-centered them. Yeah. Bill Skarsgård just does that with his eyes. Yeah, what is this man? <laughs> he is a Muppet. And then on top of the look of Pennywise. You layer on all the different voices. Like it's exhausting just to think about playing Pennywise. And he did it such justice. He also says that he dreams about Pennywise. Like that's how much of himself he has thrown into the character. It just haunts him forevermore. That is a horror story Honestly, down the line. Yeah, to yeah. <laughs> to foreshadow a little bit here, I have another role where someone dreams about their characters, but that's all I'm going to say for now. Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. Seeing as you already brought it up, mm -hmm. Johnny Depp as the Mad Hatter. Yes, that's a good one. Is so good. Yep. The 
fact that I had to be told that that was Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not dissimilar to Pennywise, though, because there's certain times where he shows that duality where he's all, oh, Alice, it's time for tea. And then all of a sudden he's down with the bloody big head. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The Mad Hatter's a good choice. That makeup artistry was really impressive. Yeah, it's not all makeup. Like there was CG parts. Yeah, body double as well, because he did the Futter Whacking, which was not Johnny Depp. Again, it was a hybrid effect to achieve that character. And I think the makeup department did a good job. Yeah, on the whole movie, but particularly the Mad Hatter. They put a lot of work into that. Heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go in a completely different direction, and I'm sorry if this gives you nightmares. Uh Uh-huh. The Nun. I've never seen that movie, but I know- But you have seen The Conjuring too. I have. Scary. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So scary that I out loud screamed at the top of my lungs in a (laughs) movie movie theater. (laughs) And then hid in my friend's lap. (laughs) I'm sure you're not the only one. So the nun first seen in The Conjuring 2, which scared the ever-living shoopadoopadoop out of us all, everybody, universally. This monster was also in The Nun and in Annabelle creation. This is actually, like, this person exists. The Nun is not a prosthetic. There is an actor by the name of Bonnie Ahrens who she just, like, that's, that's how she looks. <laughs> like, it's so crazy. When I found out that The Nun was not prosthetics to the point where it was a total transformation, I was in shock. She just looks so scary. She has that intimidating edge, so much gravitas to her performance in general. She's just downright scary. That scene where it's the painting and she comes through it, that was... Is insane! (laughs) That's so scary! Hold on, hold on. I just Googled the actress. Can't believe she looks like that. I know. That's like she straight up just looks like that. And she knows. Like she just plays the character so well. She is so good. I have so much respect for her. Bonnie Aarons is You're her name. You're telling me this ain't a devil. That's what I'm saying. Um, this was uh, attributed to a, a little bit of CGI to make the nun do certain things, mm-hmm. but mostly just very complex makeup artistry. Zero prosthetics, just Which makeup. Which is absurd. That's crazy, right? Just the whole Conjuring franchise is so well done. James Wan is the happiest scary man I've ever seen in my life. He's always smiling, every single picture. And then in his mind, this <laughs> is happening. Like... He's a mad scientist. And as much as you could pick other monsters from James Wan movies, he's also the mind behind Insidious. The fact that there's no prosthetics for the nun just blows my mind. Yeah, I can't believe that's her nose. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's bananas. It is bananas. I was expecting the nun to just be like someone with a full mask on. A man with a full mask on, you know? (laughs) And it's just this lady. Bonnie Aarons, man. Anyways, to less... To less scary territory. (laughs) Tom Cruise is not someone typically associated with transformative roles. However, it took approximately 10 years to discover that he's the one that plays... <gasps> Tropic Thunder? Whatever that character's name <laughs> is in Tropic Thunder. Oh, goodness. And just that dance scene, full on rocking out <laughs> to Low by Flo Rida. Oh, yeah, right. He's so weird, but I, I have to respect him as an actor. Meanwhile, it's like not... Like, it looks like him. Yeah, everybody knows that that's him. <laughs> and I had no idea. <laughs> like, it just completely took me by surprise when I learned that was him. I was that's like, hilarious. And again, that's just a bunch of prosthetics. It's literally just like, yeah, makeup, like a bald cap, a fat suit, some glasses, <laughs> a fat suit. He got yeah. some sausage fingers on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, even like the hands. Yo, the like, hair on his the arms. Hair, yeah, that was a lot of hours in the makeup chair, I'm sure. Like I said, it does look like him, but I had no idea. So I'm going to give it a mention. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to get scary again on you. That's what- the light keeps flickering every time I say something moderately scary. <laughs> if you start talking and you mention like a monster's name and that turns off, I'm out of <laughs> this room. Right? I'm out of this house. Solo episode. <laughs> like, I might move. Okay. Um, pro, pa, pro, pa. Paw. <laughs> Possibly the most iconic horror movie character played by the equally iconic Robert England is 
Freddy Krueger. A few different actors have put on the glove, the knife glove, but to me, it's Robert Englund or nobody. Yeah. And he was notably in Stranger Things 4 as Victor Creel mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. which may or may not allude to who my next character is, but... Frick. Of course, <laughs> from Nightmare on Elm Street, a modern horror film that changed the game forever. I can't even get into that because I'll be here for two hours. <laughs> uh, four hours of makeup and prosthetics every time he played Freddy Krueger. That's commitment. Every day. For years. An amazing theatrical performance redefined not only the genre, but the actual monsters themselves. Catapulting future horror films to like straight into hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one way to say it. Yeah. Back to James Wan with Insidious <laughs> and Conjuring. England has since stopped playing Freddy because much like Bill Skarsgård, he had nightmares about Freddy, which led to some very concerning struggles with his own identity. He said sometimes he would catch a glimpse of himself in the mirror and see Freddy and not him. So he had to step away, which was probably the best decision that he ever made for his life because he was just feeling so disoriented and confused. So I respect the fact that he is never playing Freddy again. He absolutely killed it while he was under the mask and in the glove. I mean, yeah, like there's definitely a reason that it's lasted so long. Yeah, usually when the other actors played Freddy, the focus was so much on Freddy, which like is a good way of going about it when you don't have that original talent, but they just, it didn't have the same magic. The same horror magic. That same shiver in the spine. Yeah, and I mean, to close my my statement here, I don't think a transformation that literally traumatized the actor needs any further explanation. Like, yeah, that's fair. That's a fair argument. <laughs> he's one in a million. Apparently he's a great guy too, so I just have yeah. endless respect for Robert England. He's, he's a cool guy. My next one, now that, okay, I'm kind of cheating on this one. The fact that I'm including two characters from this movie, I feel like is saying enough. Mm -hmm. Talking about Hellboy, and I'll start with the titular character himself, Mm -hmm. Hellboy. There was a Hellboy played by... Harbor. David Harbour. Uh, yeah, David Harbour. <laughs> I saw the movie and I hate to say it, but it was poop. Yeah, it wasn't great. However, Hellboy featuring Ron Perlman yes. and the gang. Yes, those Hellboy movies were great. I think Hellboy 1 might be in my top 10 movies of all time. I wouldn't question it. This was the first role that I saw Ron Perlman in. Mm-hmm. And now when I look at Hellboy, I don't see Ron Perlman. But when I look at Ron, Ron Perlman, Perlman, I see Hellboy. Yes. No matter the role, yeah. which is nuts because it doesn't really look like Ron Perlman because <laughs> he's got a big rock arm and red skin. <laughs> and Two shaved down <laughs> yeah. horns, like a beard. It, like it's, it's His per- hair's black, whereas yeah. Rod Perlman's is white. Is white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, casting on point mm-hmm. and the amount of time just to get horns put on, full red body mm-hmm. from hips up. Yep. He had a tail. Dude, the big rock the hand. Rock he actually had that rock hand. What do you mean? Not CG. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying for a second that it was actual rock. No, like that it was would probably be like foam and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that would be crazy yeah. if it was Dude, actual his rock. his arm would have been that size after he was done. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, it's truly just incredible. Yes, uh, like, it is. Maybe I'm biased because it's my favorite movie. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> I don't think you're biased. Like, it is highly regarded as one of the greatest movies. Especially for... the time it came out. I mm-hmm, think it was mm-hmm. 2005 or 2006. Yeah. Right after Lord of the Rings. So like, yep. we got all the incredible. Pro- I didn't. Oh, my God. I didn't even include Lord of the Rings <laughs> in my list. So I, I thought about it, but there were simply too many characters. <laughs> we'll be talking about Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Upcoming um, episode. If you know, you know, please catch up on the show. Anyway. Also catch up on our show. I mean, I'm never going to say no to that. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to hell. Ron Perlman's our king. And your other character? You want me to just do them back to back? Yeah, because they're both from the same movie. Fair enough. Abe Sapien, played by Doug Jones. Literally the same character Uh, that was in The Shape Shape of of Water. Water. I have not seen that movie. It's very interesting. Could you explain that on it? Please do. Okay. Doug Jones literally just had like his entire face plastered over, essentially. And Doug Jones. Doug Jones is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Doug Jones is so incredible. And for those of you who might not know who Doug Jones is, uh, he was in The Shape of Water and Hellboy, obviously, as we've said. He was in Hocus Pocus as Billy. He was in Pan's Labyrinth. He was the Silver Surfer 
in the Fantastic Four. And those are the movies that I can think of off the top of my head. He's been in way more. they're all, I'll say this, Doug Jones is not in those movies. (laughs) Yeah, straight up. (laughs) In like the best way possible. (laughs) The the amount of hours, Mm -hmm. the amount of sweat that man has put into the roles just simply because he's literally cased in latex. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. The hands on Abe Sapien, the character, Mm -hmm. are all webbed. Webbed, So like the way that Doug Jones had to like learn how to move his hand Mm -hmm. to like accentuate the the webbing Mm -hmm. and like moves your hand in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. It's like wearing a baseball glove, basically. First of all, I don't know how this man was breathing because he doesn't have a nose. (laughs) He just doesn't. He is the undisputed master of his craft. When you think of certain niche areas in filmmaking, like we've talked about Jim Henson, he's the puppet master. Mm -hmm. Andy Serkis is the CGI master. Doug Jones is the weird costume, like costumes where you cannot even breathe. (laughs) Doug Jones is the question mark. Yeah, he does does not know what claustrophobia is. Imagine breathing through a straw for like months at a time. (laughs) That is wild. Anyways, good choices. Enough, enough fanboying about Hellboy. <laughs> um, I don't know if my next entry is on your list. This is who you mentioned when we planned this episode, Vecna. I did indeed forget about that guy. <laughs> Interesting, because this is why we did this episode. <laughs> now I own Vecna. <laughs> take it. Take it. Call Stranger Things overrated if you want, but there's a reason it is universally praised and loved and all the positive words I could possibly muster. Vecna, who has supposedly been there all along, according to the Duffer Brothers, was prominently featured in season four of Stranger Things recently, played by the multi-talented Jamie Campbell Bauer, who also played 001, who also played... Creel Boy, whatever his name was. What's the Creel Boy's name? Henry Creel. (laughs) Thank you. He would spend sometimes over eight hours in the makeup chair while prosthetics were applied to his body. Take a nap. Oh my God. That's a whole sleep. That's a whole adult sleep. And what a transformation it was. The fact that he pulled the wool over the majority of audience's eyes, even me, I recognized him and thought he was playing two different characters. And like his voice, how did he, how did, how? I feel like Vecna needs very little justification just because he's so fresh as a character mm-hmm. and terrifying. The Chrissy right. scene. <laughs> I watched that at approximately midnight the day that Stranger Things came out and I was like, I have to stop. And I went to bed. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think I did the same, actually. I think I watched the first one. I was like, this is cool. I got to yeah. watch more. I was so out. I was right? Like, I took like a week <laughs> yeah. to, to get back to it. Because how do you watch someone get cracked like a glow stick and then thrown in a garbage compactor? And I have binged every single season of Stranger Things. I really got into it right before season three. So I have binged every single episode. I mean, every single season in a day or two. But I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the Demibat bite. Extra fright. <laughs> Before we go on to our final entries, our final picks, we're going to do some honorable mentions just to keep the suspense there. So, Tilly, you got anybody? In general, any drastic weight changes or Mm. like physique changes are nuts (laughs) because just this sheer amount of time it takes. dedication. Yeah. On one hand, we have The Machinist where Christian Bale is a literal twig. Uh, and then he bulks up for Batman. Oh, for Batman, And he's yeah. just like, like a tank. monstrous man. <laughs> and then also Dick Cheney and like American Hustle and all that. All American like Hustle. And all that, that stuff. One. You know, and then you have like Chris Hemsworth and Thor mm-hmm. 1. Mm-hmm. But now, dude, holy moly. In Love and Thunder, his, his arms. arms. That man is like made of triangles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially, essentially. But like, yeah, I just, I can't believe how big some people get mm-hmm. or how or how small some people yeah. get. One, one that really was, I mean, I have a lot of issues with this movie, but it seemed a, a little unnecessary. But also like, wow, that was some dedication put into that role was Anne Hathaway in Les Mis. It's the same with like Christian Bale with the, with the yes, machinist yes. like, or any of those I really worry about him. 
dropping and gaining all this weight all the time. Yo, and his I mean, heart. Yeah, right? It's going to explode one day. Another person who does this, who I'm not really a fan of, but can't deny that he does this all the time, is Jared Leto. Jared Leto is... An alien. First of all. He's not of this earth. First of all, he's not human. <laughs> but more to the point, like, I just worry about these people sometimes. Yeah, the, the diets that they go on, like a cup of almonds. Right. One singular apple and a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Basically, it's like, you get nothing. Yeah, on the not so concerning side, I have a few honorable mentions that didn't make the cut because they would have been strictly on appearance alone. And building a character is so much more than just the appearance. For example, the fly has amazing prosthetics and makeup. Also the thing, um, Babadook. And then I have a few that just didn't make the cut simply because I wanted to talk about others more. Darth Vader, that's pretty crazy to consider how many actors were involved in creating the character of Darth Vader. The Joker from Dark Mi- Dark Might. <laughs> the Joker from Dark Knight, need I say more than Heath Ledger, rest in peace. And the White Walkers from Game of Thrones. All right, now the moment you've all been waiting for, let's move on to our tippity-top transformative roles. Tilly, take it away. You already mentioned mine? Oh, Heath Ledger. Nice. I love it. I'm now, sorry. I'm sorry I mentioned him as honorable. It's okay. It's okay. This is the antithesis to my Ron Perlman because Ron Perlman, you see Hellboy, you see a little bit of Ron Perlman. You see Ron Perlman, you see Hellboy. I don't see any Heath Ledger in the Joker. No. Need I say more than, <laughs> than Heath Ledger recipes? Like yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it was, and he just... <laughs> it, it was so much more than I mean compared to Hellboy and all mm-hmm. like the makeup wasn't nearly as as intensive as that exactly it was some prosthetic scars and what looked like grease paint and that's it yeah uh, credit obviously to the makeup artist but mm-hmm. also Heath Ledger Heath Ledger you gotta register your Ledger <laughs> for Heath Ledger Heath Ledger, much like um, Doug Jones. Thank you. See, I'm forgetting everybody disappears into the role. And also had to accommodate for the prosthetics because, I mean, everybody knows this by now, but he created that weird licking the lips tick because the prosthetics made him drool and made Mm. his lips dry. And and it worked. It takes a true artist to take something that is an obstacle, like the web hands or the prosthetic scars on the Mm -hmm. face and and just make it into something that works for the character. Mm -hmm. The scene where they're having that big fundraiser for Harvey. Michael Caine hadn't seen Heath Ledger in the makeup before. That face is genuine, like, oh my God. Mm, And it's totally understandable. The fear in Rachel's eyes Mm -hmm. when he's standing there, like, whoo! (laughs) Like, it freaks me. Like, I. I, You getting chills? Yeah, kind of, honestly. Like, I. Movie again. It's so I've good. seen it like a thousand times, it's but so I gotta good. see it again. Best Batman movie, as we've discussed. Although I can't remember his name, but the new Joker. Mm, mm, Barry, Barry, my hand. Sure. Something like that. Like, you know, some yeah. Irish, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Keegan, Kogan, Barry Kogan, Barry Keegan, sure. Keogan. <laughs> that guy. Yes. I cannot wait to see that Joker. Yeah, yeah me too. Full fledged. I know people are always like, we've seen enough Joker. We need to no. move on. No, no, we haven't. No, 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 no. <laughs> Every Joker just keeps getting better. Oh, Jared Leto. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Every Joker that has been in a Batman movie. <laughs> Anyways, that's. I, I've talked enough about Heath Ledger. That's in not life. a thing. That's not a concept. Like right. but-, <laughs> but like, for the sake of moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, I have just as much passion for this top role that I have picked as you had for Heath Ledger's Joker. Collaborative portrayal by actor Linda Blair, who played Regan McNeil, and radio legend Mercedes Cambridge, who provided the voice of Pazuzu. 
The Exorcist. So Linda Blair played this girl. I believe she is 12 years old. And Mercedes McCambridge is her voice. And it's like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it is gnarly. Easily one of the most disturbing movies to date. Linda Blair was 14 when she took on this role. And the things that she did to play a possessed child. Oh, my God. Some of these kids. Some of these kids are just so good. Their freaking life right into that. Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Will, when he's having that seizure in his bed. Exactly. Yes. That had me worried for that child. And it was <laughs> right? literally like a controlled environment. <laughs> that scene was inspired by The Exorcist. Yeah. Point I feel, like, taken, I feel right? like The Exorcist solidified that children need to be in horror movies. And they are scary. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's unsettling. It's unsettling to see a child who you would usually perceive as a jovial character be possessed by Pazuzu. So we see, we actually see the transformation of Linda Blair from just herself to this vessel for a demon scratched up face got green contact lenses vomiting everywhere i don't know how they did that (laughs) that's what i'm saying it's a lot it was 1972 what how'd they get her head to do that that was a doll so they made um basically a ventriloquist puppet so that they could she could spin her head around and the eyes moved as well so it really was like a true collaboration of everything that they could possibly get their hand every practical effect that they could get their hands on there was a lot of wire work. There was, of course, I mentioned the voice, a lot of makeup and prosthetics. They uh, brought in a body double to do the backward stair walking, that iconic scene. <laughs> Friggin'. They made the bed shake. That was literally like six grown men <laughs> off screen. Just <laughs> super impressive, simple methods that still hold up today. I mean, I can sit here and say that the Conjuring series is ingenious and James Wan is a genius. That statement heavily relies on the fact that James Wan movies involve a lot of CGI. As I said, this is all practical effect and it is still scary as hell. Uh, the unsung hero of this movie, who I keep mentioning, but I haven't really gotten into it yet, is Mercedes McCambridge, who did the voice of Pazuzu. Not only only did she quite possibly risk her entire career by abusing her vocal cords to conjure up this voice because she was a radio legend. I will argue, though, it would have been pretty extra Iconic. legendary yeah, yeah. if she like- came back to radio and was like, hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> She would also, she would do everything that I have told you not to do before recording. She would chain smoke cigarettes like a crazy (laughs) maniac. She swallowed raw eggs, chugged dairy, drank whiskey right before recording. Everything you typically don't want to do to get those weird pops and cracks in your voice. She was 57 when she worked on this movie and she sounds like she's 107. It was truly like one of my honorable mentions that was Darth Vader where so many actors were part of this seamless character and... It's still scary to this day. One of the greatest horror movies of all time. One of the greatest movies of all time, to be honest. It's so good. Horror movies are a true art. As much as they are disregarded because there are a fair share of bad horror movies, there are a fair share of movies of any genre. But there are a lot of good horror movies. It is not easy to scare people. It's not. It's a complete parallel of comedy movies. It's not easy to make people laugh, and it's not easy to make people sh- themselves. The fact that all of our entries were so prosthetic heavy and mm-hmm. directly translates the point we were trying to make with the CGI versus practical in Harry Potter. In Harry Potter, which we did last season. And without question, no matter what the genre is, if you can do practical, mm-hmm. do the practical, mm-hmm. please. Even if it's a hybrid. I want so badly to see more miniature work. Yes. And like perspective. St- mm-hmm. Like I just want to see more of that mm-hmm. because it... That's what made Lord of the Rings so special, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it literally is magic because mm-hmm. it's essentially illusion. Yeah. And that's what magic is. <laughs> 
this is a horrible example, but Twilight. Mm. There's a scene where Bella yep. is petting Wolf. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Wolf. But behind the scenes, it's literally just, just, it's just, just, him. just sitting there. His head scratched. It's like, come on. Like, you couldn't just build a puppet because then you can actually model the dog onto the thing. It's like, you just, it's like I just don't understand. Yeah, but that, that's a good example of like inconsistent methods because yeah. also they did the iconic running through the forest scene and they had the actors strapped to trucks Which and they were running. awesome. Yeah, and it looks far better than, yeah. than something like that. Yeah, like, you, like you see the hand clip through some fur and you're like, hold on. Listen, Twilight is still an iconic Halloween movie so I'm, I'm not going to talk bad well, about I, it. I had to make a bargain with mm-hmm. someone. I was like, you got to watch Lord of the Rings. Ah. They were like, okay, if, if you, you watch, watch Twilight. Twilight. I was like, just for the sake of getting someone to appreciate Lord, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I will suffer through the, the hell that is Twilight. You know what? Twilight is such a pop culture staple because I feel like everybody has an experience with it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> All right. That wraps up this episode. Choose practical over CGI every time. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Have a great time tonight. If you're going trick-or-treating, if you're young enough to go trick-or-treating, or I mean, if you're an adult, you can go trick-or-treating. Nobody's stopping you. If you're old enough to go trick-or-treating. <laughs> if you are trick-or-treating, bottom line tonight, have a lot of fun. If you're having a party tonight or on the weekend, or if you had a party, hope you had fun hope you're having fun hope you're gonna have fun even if you're just sitting at home alone watching a halloween movie eating candy i hope you get a trick-or-treater at your door if that's your thing if it's not your thing i hope nobody comes to your door ever yeah (laughs) (laughs) whatever your vibe is for halloween i hope you're having a good time this has been spooky season on the geek squared show the show where we talk about the things that we talk about my name's emma i'm tilly as always down in our description below you can find all of the links to our socials if you would like to give us a follow or give us a like follow the show subscribe to the show get reminded whatever your vibe is also you can find our link to buy me a coffee if you would like to fund the spookiness this has been great thank you for celebrating spooky season with us and have a great day Ah! <laughs>